1: It's all about attitude. Well, at least in some cases it is when it comes to a haunting. If you approach it with respect, if you approach the spirits, the entities, the ghosts, whatever it is, with respect. And maybe it's an earthbound spirit that maybe once was a person. They may respond to you as a human being would respond to you if you came to them respectfully asking for your privacy or asking for quiet or asking to not be bothered. It's just kind of like, okay, sure. Yeah, not a problem. I can give you your space. Although, if you don't treat it with respect, you taunt it, you kind of freak out, and you don't know what the hell is going on, but you're not really really kind of buckling down to a level of calmness, of sanity to deal with a situation of... uh, unexplained somewhat crisis then uh, some of that stuff can ramp up out of control it can feed off of that energy in our next story that's exactly what happens group of college girls moves into a brand new renovated home it's an old house but it's been renovated from the ground up but things start happening take a listen I cannot say I'm either a firm believer or a firm skeptic in terms of the paranormal. I enjoy hearing others' stories through podcasts like yours. Sometimes I find them intriguing. Sometimes I feel the incidents described can be easily explained. Sometimes it's even somewhat in between. I can't say for sure that I've personally experienced or been around the paranormal myself, but I've got a story about the first time living away from home. And I'll let you and the listeners decide for yourselves. When I was 20 years old, my best friend from high school and I decided, we're finally going to take the leap to find a place to rent together. But living at home while attending a private university on the far side of town, saving up my money. The friend, Nessa, had been attending the state college and living on campus for a couple of years. We also included one of her new friends in our search, which helped us raise our budget for rentals to make our monthly expenses very manageable. We found the perfect place right away. It had been recently listed on the rental site and the pictures of the home seemed to be too good to be true for the price. It was just within our budget, completely updated on the inside and conveniently located in a cute neighborhood on the older homes with 10, 20 minute drive of each of our schools and parents' homes. This was the first rental the three of us agreed to look at and it was a yes from all of us right away. The shotgun-style house was three bedrooms, one bathroom, with a detached two-car garage and a long driveway. The lot itself was a steep upward hill, peaking at the far end of the long, narrow backyard. Both inside and out, the home had been completely remodeled, flipped, if you will, as it was built in 1928, owned by a single family, until the 2010s, and then condemned prior to the new owners, our landlords, purchasing it to renovate. Nearly everything about the home had been ripped out and replaced from the walls and floors to the roof and everything in between. The foundation, likely a result of the treacherous ground the home was built on, was caving in and had been secured and stabilized in the remodel. The basement structure and foundation of the home were the only things that had not been completely rebuilt prior to our moving in, just cleaned up and fixed. Still, especially with brand new everything we loved, Twenty-seven, twenty-seven, and felt lucky to find such a great first rental house together. Like I mentioned before, I'm not a strong believer or skeptic either way, but I tend to have a sense of the vibes of places. This home did not feel strongly good or bad one way or the other, but there was one specific source of vibes. I felt in the basement, just to the right of the stairs, there was a small waist height storage area with a wooden door and a latch that it had. Inside the little storage crawl space thing, there was another door at the back that opened to the ground beneath the stairs. And that second, the internal door was missing part of its latch. It was a hook-and-eye-style latch that was supposed to keep the door closed, but only the hook remained after the landlords had cleaned up and repainted the basement. Something about it gave me a feeling. That door just needed to be fixed up and latched. It was not a malicious feeling necessarily, just a this is meant to be a certain way sort of feeling. And I felt like a nut job having such a strong feeling about a broken latch, but did not want to just brush it off or explain it away either. A few days before we were set to move in, I had the local internet company scheduled to come by the house and set up the service for us. Someone needed to be home for that appointment and my soon-to-be roommates were busy, but I had a high school friend who was back in town for her college's winter break at the time, So I asked her to come by so I wouldn't be alone at the house when an unfamiliar service worker was present. As a young college girl, this call was mainly for personal safety. However, that friend was also someone who had experienced paranormal happenings in her family home, and I trusted that she would not think I was crazy if I told her about the vibes. I asked if she wanted to come over to my new home during the service visit and told her about the crawl space. She believed me, and although we didn't have any sage or anything to bless the space, we brought candles and tools to repair the door's latch. She stayed nearby, although upstairs, because she feared the crawl space and felt some vibes herself. While well, I went to the little door with a candle and a new hook and eye set. As I fixed up the door, I quietly spoke out loud, feeling a little silly. But thinking to myself, if none of this is real, then I'm just doing something silly. If it is real, then maybe this will help. I told somebody something, whoever. I'm not sure that I was one of the new tenants who would be coming to live in the house for a year. And I had two other girls who would be my roommates. They said that I knew the door was supposed to stay closed. So I was fixing up the latch for them and would not mess with the crawl space anymore after it was fixed. When I got the hook secured and closed the internal door, I crawled back out of the space with my tools, said goodbye, closed the door and latched the external crawl space door. And then that was it, really. We moved in. Nothing much happened, at least. Not much that I would say stands out. The house was noisy. There was always creaking, popping, knocking. And so, happening any time of day or night, but it was an old house with, well, a shitty foundation. So, I personally thought nothing of it. The doors would also drift closed or open on their own sometimes, especially the front door, but it was the sort of door where the handle did not always align and latch properly unless you closed it forcefully. These things seemed relatively normal for an old home that was practically slanting on itself on a steep hill. Surely it was shifting and settling occasionally. At first, my roommates were a bit less level-headed about noises and other new home occurrences, like little things not being where you left them and whatnot, even though that was more likely the result of living with new people and not something paranormal. Still, jokingly, we opted to pretend there was a house ghost to explain away things. A scapegoat, I suppose. We called him Harold, with the rest of our time there, any unexpected sound or unusual occurrence would lead to someone laughing it off with a "oh, Harold" remark. I only have a few specific incidents from our time there that I've specifically brushed off and explained away. The first thing that happened in the home early on involved a specific piece of our kitchen decor. My roommate Nessa had this little rustic metal piece in the shape of a pig that she decided to place on top of the fridge. It faced south towards the kitchen wall and away from the stairway to the basement, where we would commonly passed through the kitchen one day the pig was facing north instead like it was looking at you as you came up the back stairs i asked nessa hey why did you turn the pig she had not we put it back to its original position but found it turned again a few days later i nonchalantly asked her other roommates if she had moved the pig but she said no as well but she didn't really notice it up there on the top of the fridge anyway because it was out of her line of sight it's true she was a few inches shorter than me and practically had to climb on the kitchen counters to reach the cabinet. So moving something on the top of the fridge would have been a lot of effort for no real reason. And played it off like it was no big deal and said maybe Nessa had done it, despite knowing she had not. We ended up moving the pig to a different location and did not have trouble with it moving or turning. After that. I think we all noticed here and there that other items would sometimes be in places we hadn't left them, but it could have easily been the result of three people being home at different times of the day and never really crossing paths with one another. Only one other time did a moving object catch my attention. Both of my roommates went out of town for a weekend to go to a concert together, and for the first time, I was the only one coming and going from the house. So it was clear Something had moved that was not done by my roommates. It was the day after they both left. I opened the fridge and stopped in shock. A to-go container of some leftovers sat in plain view on the top shelf. i just gotten something out of the fridge earlier that day, or maybe the night before, and I did not recall the container being there when I last looked. It was big enough... I would have noticed it. Plus, we were bad at keeping the fridge stocked, so it was essentially empty aside from the Brita Pitcher condiments. And now, this container. The fact that I was just now seeing it was strange. I got kind of scared. Was someone else in the house? Did one of my roommates give a friend or boyfriend a key and now someone I did not know was coming into the home putting leftovers in my fridge? It was a weird thought, but I was also scared that somebody was in the house with me. So I grabbed my phone and did a quick walkthrough. After confirming I was alone, I texted the group chat and asked if they had come back early and put leftovers in the fridge. One roommate said the leftovers were from a day they both left. They had been in the fridge the whole time. I chalked it up to not being very attentive or simply not noticing the container the first time, but the whole experience left me shaken. thing that happened was in the garage one day. The garage had a high ceiling with rafters. The owner stored extra siding, floor supplies, and so on, including a roll of some sort of black plastic tubing that I assume went around the pipes or something in the walls. was wound up like a cable in a large, probably two to three foot diameter circle and sitting across two sections of rafters just above to the left of where I always parked. One day as I walked in to leave, the heavy roll of tubing went crashing straight down in front of me, just to the side of my car. I looked up immediately into the rafters, remembering the landlord's story of eradicating raccoons from the home during the remodel and thinking an animal must have been walking up along and offset the balance of something up top. I could not see anything moving up in the ceiling at all, but I climbed up on the hood of my car a bit to double-check, and still, nothing. The tubing had been sitting across the rafters very securely for months with no issue. It would have had to slide forward and off of the two rafters for it to drop straight down where it did. Plus, it was heavy so the movement of the garage door or the pressure change from opening and closing doors would not have been enough to cause it to move that much. I took a photo of the roll on the ground and texted it to the house group, chat saying, oh Harold, and we all had a good laugh about it. I could not get the tubing back up in the rafters, so I just pushed it to the corner of the garage and left it that way. Apart from those physical occurrences, I felt things were fine, although I would sometimes be alerted by the sound of my name being spoken right next to my ear or voices around me just as I was drifting to sleep at night in my bedrooms. Sometimes it sounded like my boyfriend's voice, other times it was unrecognizable, but I figured it was something I imagined in the partial sleep state, possibly one of my dreams. It wasn't until recently, after spending over a year in my new apartment, that I realized I don't hear voices like that as I fall asleep anymore. And I'm definitely not awoken from sleep by the sound of my name in my ear either. So I guess looking back, those experiences may have been more significant than I thought while living at that house. Nessa has since revealed that she never really felt alone there herself, although it never felt malicious or scary. She thought now that she had seen things out of the corner of her eye, but always brushed it off since the place was objectively a good home with no problems. She also mentioned experiencing some of the strangest dreams she ever had while living there. But all these things have since stopped after moving out. We extended our lease there by six months after our first year ended. Then one by one, everyone moved on to their next living arrangement until I was the lone remaining tenant. I lived there on my own for about a month and never felt scared or unsafe, even as the last one in the house. After the lease ended, we were aware that a few other college girls were moving in after us, but did not get to meet them directly. I sold them my microwave and extra clothing rack over Facebook Messenger and wished them well. About a month later, Nessa received a phone call from a shared acquaintance. The girl calling was also a friend of the new 2727 tenants and was with them during the call. And they were all hysterical. They called to ask if we had ever experienced anything paranormal. Paranormal and Nessa basically explained that we occasionally chalked little things up to a joke, ghost, but never really experienced anything significant. turns out the new girls have been experiencing a lot of activity, loud thudding, items going missing and reappearing in strange places, coffee getting knocked off the tables right in front of them to the point where they were afraid to be in the home. The noises and misplaced items in the early days were enough that they had been sure someone broke in The point that they had called the police to the residence and even had the locks changed. The point of this phone call, they felt so uncomfortable that they were calling a priest to bless the house. Nessa was shocked, as was I when she texted me immediately after the call. We had never had anything serious or objectively scary happen to us, just a few, hmm, that was weird moments here and there. The girls asked about the dirt room under the stairs too, and Nessa told them, we didn't mess with that. We locked it and didn't fuck with it. Turns out, they must not have felt the same vibes as I did and had been poking around in there. They told Nessa that the latch I had installed had broken off. which is weird, I thought. It hadn't been broken on my last day in the house. In fact, that was something I checked before leaving for the final time because I felt like I needed to leave every area of the house, even that latch in good condition for the new tenants. The whole thing was very shocking to both of us, hearing that the new tenant's experience was so different than ours. It was the fact that they had messed around in the crawl space that I had so carefully secured that really got us thinking. Maybe this stuff is real, and maybe the ghost liked us? Hard to say. Some of the issues they mentioned could have a reasonable explanation. The house was slanted enough on the inside that honestly in some areas coffee cups would slowly slide off whatever surface they were resting on loud bangs and bumps could be the house settling and so on we joked that we just weren't the type to scream and call the cops every time we heard the house settle whether these things are real or not i cannot say but i do know that i locked that room up for a reason as if something told me it was meant to be closed whether it was crazy or not, I feel like I approached the spooky area in the basement with nothing but respect. You know, just in case. On the off chance, maybe, the stuff was real. I still cannot say if any of the small happenings we experienced at 2727 were paranormal in nature or not. Although I still look to reason before I believe people's paranormal stories. Part of me believes that the way I approached the latch on the crawlspace door was the right move. If there really was a presence at 2727, I think we coexisted on a level of shared respect. They may not have been present with the next tenants who moved in. I do not know them well so I have not reached out to see if the activity stopped after having the house blessed or if anything else occurred. Want a commercial-free experience of the show with access to the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories? Sign up at Apple Podcast right now and try it for three days free, ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash Stories.
0: Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Terms apply.